Hello, welcome to Helen Talks Who. I'm Helen and today we're talking about listen. It's got a really unique concept, this episode, this whole idea that the Doctor and Clara go hunting for a monster that the Doctor thinks might exist. He has a theory and he puts it to Clara and they go on a search for this monster that no one can see but people are perhaps subconsciously aware of um and actually it ends up being that the monster is is not real he's um it's a um not a figment of the doctor's imagination but like a manifestation of of his fear of the dark and vaguely remembering something that happened to the kid um yeah it's really cool um and we have it kind of we have it in three acts with um the doctor and clara visiting three different places so you have them visiting young rupert pink with the monster under the bed or you know one of the other kids playing a joke then you have orson pink who is a character who is who has been stranded at the end of the universe for six months in the future um, and then finally you have just Clara visiting the young Doctor on Gallifrey and solving the mystery um, once and for all. And that's all interspersed with um, like Clara's first date with Danny. It's, yeah, really interesting structure this. Um, and the themes that it explores are, are good ones. So firstly, the... It explores the effect of being on your own. So this is the the spark for them sort of going looking for this monster because, yes, the Doctor comes to Clara with this idea, this what if, but Clara's first question to the Doctor when when the Doctor's, you know, told her his theory is um, she says, how long have you been travelling alone? And that is definitely the vibe that the Twelfth Doctor is giving off here. And um, this idea that he's been knocking around on his own for a little while. And and I suppose in general, through his time with Clara, like, she doesn't jump in the TARDIS with him and fly away. She maintains her own life on Earth and the Doctor pops in from time to time. And, you know, we don't know... Um, you know what's the longest stretch that she stays with him and we don't know how long it is for him between visits or what he's doing um so yeah there is it does tell us a little bit about what what the doctor is up to in in what we don't see um you know this idea that he's bouncing around on his own a little bit the other theme that this episode explores is people's tendency to put their own sort of assumptions or worldviews onto something. So let me explain this a little bit more. So we have this idea of the Doctor thinks that there is this invisible monster um and he you know he comes up with a theory and it's a it's a decent theory it's a very believable theory but there ends up being this more kind of humdrum explanation um but the doctor obviously because he's he's 
the Doctor and what he does for a living is he bounces from adventure to adventure and he's sort of used to the idea that there are weird stuff that happens. Um, he's, you know, he's made the assumption of like, okay, people talking to themselves when they're alone, like, oh, there must be a, you know, the, the, there must be an explanation for this that involves aliens. Um, and it doesn't. And you also have this, I think, with Clara and the um, date with Danny, because there's a moment um it's between the visit to young Rupert Pink and the uh, visit to the end of the universe it's between those two acts um when she's you know <laughs> messed things up for the second time and I I get a sense that that Clara almost gives up with Danny like she almost just chalks it up as a bad date, chalks it up as okay, maybe, maybe, maybe we're not so compatible. Well, but actually, like, again, that's her assumption, and then and and some of the thing that she's able to explore, um, in the second half of the episode is is things that make her go, okay, maybe it's actually worth trying again. Like, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe it's worth trying again, basically. And part of that is, like, meeting Orson, who, um, you know, is strongly implied to be um, her descendant with with Danny. Um, and some of that is, is, is about what she learns about this invisible monster, which I'll come back to. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting concept for an episode and it's some really interesting themes to explore. Uh, the opening of the episode. It, I absolutely see the kind of spookiness that they're going for. Um, and the spookiness does work. Um, I, I think this was another one that I, um, watched, you know, in broad daylight. Um, because it opens the episode with the question of why do we talk out loud when we know we're alone and it is lovely and spooky and very interesting that the doctor um takes this uh takes this meaning from it and or you know comes up with this explanation um however as someone who lives alone myself um, my answer to that question of, of why do we talk out loud when we know we're alone is, uh, because sometimes it's nice to, like, fill the silence or have a conversation with ourselves. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to, yeah, nice to fill the silence, even if, even if there isn't something there. Um... But yeah, I do get the spookiness. That's just me being a little bit facetious. Um, so having talked a little bit about the general concept and themes of this episode, let's discuss um, the arc that the Doctor and Clara both take during this episode. So um, I mentioned that the Doctor is 
has spent a bunch of time on his own. And this whole episode is about him facing a fear that ends up being a fear from his childhood. But that fear has been amplified by the fact that he spent a little bit of time on his own. Um, so it's, <laughs> we've, we've kind of got another uh, 45 minute therapy session for the doctor in this episode in some ways. Clara, meanwhile, um, so the doctor picks her up um, after her date with um, Danny has gone really badly and she is, um, she's wrapped up in that um, and it, certainly by the time we get to the awesome pink part of the episode, Clara is she's basically staring at her own future having just had like this abysmal first date with the man that you know the existence of awesome pink implies that she is going to marry um it's yeah clara's in uh clara clara's in quite a place in this episode um i really like that the the title of the episode relates to both uh the doctor and clara's um kind of points in this episode we've got it relating to the doctor because it's this whole thing of stop and listen and you might be able to detect this invisible monster um whereas for clara there is some resonance in having the title of the episode be listen when this subplot of the episode is clara like failing at being on a first date you know the idea that like listening in relationships is really important it's 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 yeah a neat little double meaning of the title there um bit of a side note with um just with clara and the awesome pink stuff um obviously with what we'll find out you know at the end of the series like awesome pink can't exist or or can't you know be a direct descendant of Clara and Danny um now I think the best explanation for that is probably that we've got another situation of um some time track jumping here um whereas you know at this point in time in the series like that is you know that is the future but as we see in Doctor Who the future is not is not always fixed um so yeah time track must jump about a little bit um either that or like with the whole thing about the uh, you know the invisible monster not existing and not you know it having a more um a more straightforward explanation maybe maybe clara's interpreting what awesome pink says wrong wrongly um maybe yeah maybe he's the descendant of uh, i was gonna say a descendant of like one of danny's siblings but if danny grew up in a I suppose growing up in a children's home doesn't necessarily mean you don't have siblings, but it certainly reduces the opportunity for, like, extended family in some ways. Um, 
yeah, the jumping time track thing is a little bit more likely. Um, especially with the stories that Orson tells about, you know, specifically having the little plastic soldier as a um as a family heirloom and specifically, you know, having been told that one of his great grandparents was a time traveller. Um, yeah. So that's where the Doctor and Clara are at, you know, early on in the episode. And in terms of where they get to at the end of the episode, and when I was writing, um, when I was um planning this, um, this I I I did go back and rewatch the ending because, um, I couldn't. I I just wanted to double check where, um, yeah, where they're at at the end of the episode. So, you have um, you have them somehow managing to land the TARDIS in on Gallifrey with the young doctor asleep and you have Clara figuring out what what the stuff is and then she comes back into the TARDIS and the doctor's now woken up and Clara Clara puts forward the theory of you know what if this is nothing except your fear of the dark um now the the one of the reasons I wanted to just rewatch that was because I wasn't sure whether the doctor believes her and and, and I'm still not a hundred percent sure um I think I mean he doesn't he doesn't go and open the door, so he certainly believes her enough to take her word for it that like he shouldn't look where they've been, but the thing of don't look where we are right now and the thing of there is no monster those are two different points um and i suppose that's part of the point of clara's speech to the young doctor is this idea of you know what it doesn't matter if you're scared of something it doesn't matter if that thing is you know an irrational fear so long as you don't let it stop you. Um, and, and that's the whole point of that speech is that actually, you know, yeah, the doctor could go forward and still think that there is this invisible um monster that that lives under people's beds and, and, and in the corner of your eye. And um and that he could still think that and he could still be a little bit scared, but he's still going to keep going and that's kind of the point of that um yeah and Clara certainly understands the doctor better having uh having put all the pieces together about why why they've gone on this wild goose chase um and and for her resolving like her part of the episode with with her date with Danny having given that speech to the young doctor about this you know it's okay to be afraid she's now in a place where she can try again with Danny and you know work past that fear because there's definitely a moment when she's um talking to Orson Pink and even possibly when the TARDIS redirects and takes them to the young Rupert like she's there's definitely an 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 element of her being scared 
of, you know, the fact that she's met this guy that she's very compatible with and she can see a future with. Like, that. that is a very, you know, scary moment for her in a very different way to the Doctor, you know, being scared of a monster. It's, yeah, it's a great episode, this. Um... The other thing I just wanted to talk about was um was that Gallifrey scene and some of the like nods to the past in it. Um so you've got the thing of we're going back to the same location of the 50th anniversary with the with the barn and you know we're giving that barn a little bit more significance of oh it's not just this random place that the doctor sh- chose it's actually when the doctor when went to end the time war he went home to do it so it gives that significance in hindsight um and you've got the speech there's a couple of lovely little nods the most charming of which is the fear makes companions of us all thing because that is a quote from I should have looked this up, but I'm about 90% sure I'm right. Um, it, it's a quote from uh, the first story uh, with the cavemen. Um, I can't remember whether it's the Doctor or Ian that says it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that's the most charming little nod to the past and you also have the never cruel or cowardly which goes right back to um Terence Dick's description of the doctor um but also um nods back to its use in the 50th anniversary because it was used there as well um yeah I really like that scene because it's like it's slightly indulgent but it does add to the mythos you know, it tells us a bit about the Doctor and and some of these elements of, uh, of of the Doctor and this this part of his Gallifrey and backstory is stuff that we'll come back to uh, certainly next series. Um, yeah, and I think this whole story gives a little bit of a dimension to why the Doctor travels. Because this this is something that we've had many, many answers to. And I, I think that's, you know, understandable because the Doctor has been travelling for a long, long time and his reasons for doing so change. Um, so it's interesting to... to add this extra dimension of he travels to like I don't know work through his fear but also like this episode starts with the doctor going I have a theory I want to gather evidence like even that that is a driver for him traveling um that that curiosity um it certainly gives another reason in this story for the whole don't travel alone thing which we saw back with the uh with with the tenth doctor and Donna telling him not to travel alone, like um 
this is another reason not to travel alone because it's not just um previously we've seen the effect of that on the doctor's actions but this is kind of showing us the effect of traveling alone on the doctor's psyche um which is neat yeah that is about everything i wanted to talk about so thank you very much for listening the email address for this podcast is helentalkswho at gmail.com please do get in touch if you have any commentary i would love to hear from you next time I will be watching Time Heist. We're going to go rob a bank and then forget we've done so. I can't remember which order the uh, the plot goes in. We'll see. See ya.